All righty. It is Friday, July 9th, uh, 2021. Today, we are discussing a few things, but we'll make it short and sweet. And so one of the things that's happening in the Bitcoin network, for those of you who, who are uh, investing in the Bitcoin industry, is that um, as China has cracked down on Bitcoin and uh, Bitcoin mining and everything Bitcoin, a lot of the miners are moving to different places. And so China had a lot of the hash rate, which is basically, you know, verifying the transactions on the network. And so as they come offline, that... Um, Every two weeks, uh, the 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 Bitcoin protocol adjusts the uh, the difficulty of um, you know of people who are miners. So, so meaning backtrack. So every two weeks, the, the you know you know the Bitcoin protocol has scheduled uh, has a scheduled protocol. It's transparent, open. I talk about all that all the time. And so um, the the difficulty for winning a block reward uh, either becomes more difficult or less difficult every two weeks based on how many how many miners are on the platform. The more miners, the more difficult it becomes to earn a block reward. And so when you when you lose a big chunk of the hash rate, I believe it's something like 28% of the hash rate. Or I'm sorry, uh, China China has a lot of hash rate, but the, but but the difficulty adjustment um, got something like 20 to 30% easier uh, in the recent adjustment because so many miners came offline because China has so many miners over there. And so what what that what that basically means the the, the breakdown on that is if you if you're a bitcoin miner that uh, was not in China uh, specifically if you're investing in bitcoin miners uh, in you know the in, in the stock market the the long-term outlook for them is they're going to be more profitable right as the as a difficulty adjustment goes down that means more profits for the existing miners who are uh, currently mining Bitcoin, and that shows up on public balance sheets, you know, later on in the year. And so, not only am I bullish on Bitcoin miners because the price of Bitcoin is relatively low, and my three to five year horizon for that is to be a lot higher. You also have a period of time where the Bitcoin miners adjust adjust it with that price, and and you have them. Um, increasing their profitability over time because of difficulty adjustment. Because what, what ends up happening is that that hash rate or that hash power is not going to come online relatively quickly because these, these miners have to figure out what country they're going to plant roots in, which countries are not going to be hostile. And then you have the situation where, you know, if it's, if it's, it is, if it is a country that has, you know, um, uh, that they set up in, it's a smaller country that respects property rights less and the miners are successful, then you might end up having the government like try to hamper them and protect uh, Bitcoin mining for their citizens and or just confiscate their Bitcoin mining facilities, which is which which has happened in, in you know, in gold mining, all that things in the past. And then if you want to relocate in America, you know, that's a process um, that takes it takes a while. Um, and so for all intents and purposes, you know, the hash rate for a long time is probably going to be uh, you know, low relative to what it was before the China crackdown, which means the existing miners will enjoy uh, good profits uh, for a long period of time. So I'm, you know, I'm still bullish on that um, Bitcoin mining ETF um, that we own. 
that I mentioned a few weeks back. For those of y'all that didn't hear about it, let me give you the let me give you the ticker symbol. Uh, it's not an investment recommendation, but I know some of y'all are going to email and say, "Hey, I didn't listen to the episode where you talked about that Bitcoin uh, ETF you own. It, it owns um, publicly traded companies and Bitcoin, but a big chunk of them are miners. Um, BITQ, Bitwise Crypto Industry ETF." Um, so next topic, um, if you, if you, you can like Google, you know, Google chart of locked Bitcoin on the mining, on the lightning network, not mine, not mining lightning network, just lightning network, the Bitcoin lightning network. And what you'll see is, you know, the, the trend, the trend for the Bitcoin mining lightning network is just uh, exploding. And if you, if you want to run a node on lightning network and allow people to become like a facilitator of bitcoin payments on the network you got to put up some bitcoin to do it and lock that bitcoin up which is bullish for bitcoin because the more bitcoin is locked up that's not traded it's bitcoin that is being hodled being stored and at so in the layer two lightning network is just and if you haven't learned about the lightning network before i move forward go to my previous episode on the Lightning Network. You can just search search my past episodes. It was like in the last month or so, and, it, and it's in the title. I just don't have it in front of me, uh, but check, check that out. Uh, but the Lightning Network is like exploding. You have lots of folks plugging into it. It's solving the problem of Bitcoin being slow and not processing lots, lots of transactions and being expensive. Lightning Network literally like it processes, it processes more transactions than Visa and do it a, uh, at a fraction of the cost, uh, if not for free in many instances. And so um, so the, the trend of the Lightning Network exploding and more Bitcoin being locked up on it is also super, super bullish for Bitcoin uh, in general. Uh, n- last topic, uh, a, f- a friend of mine who I- I'm finding out that a lot more people are trading their own portfolios than than what I knew. And I think this is a long-term trend. You know, I think I pre- mentioned in the previous episode this month that everybody's going to be an investor. You know, Robin Hood opening up the marketplace is, is just a precursor. You know, every Facebook allowed everybody to be a publisher and you got tools coming online that's going to allow everybody to be, to be an investor. And so a friend of mine was like, yeah, Philip, like you take for granted that you've been doing this for 14 years. And, and you're a chief investment officer, which like most financial advisors aren't like they, they, they sell prepackaged portfolios from their company. So, you, you know, you should share more stuff about stuff that you're looking at. And I was like, cool. And so today I just wanted to share a, a, a few investments that, um, that I'm looking at. Cause I've mentioned before, uh, and again, these aren't recommendations, but I've mentioned before in, investments that, that we own stocks that we own in the macro opportunity strategy, like Tesla, Coinbase, Zoom, Etsy, PayPal, Amazon, Facebook, Square, um, the GBTC Trust. I believe those are. Uh, we also own Shopify, Teladoc. I believe that's it. Um, oh, and the GDLC. That's a, another. That's a crypto trust. Um, so, so, so we own those in the macro opportunity strategy. Uh, but some that I'm looking at that I, that I have lower conviction on, but I think that are great companies because I, I limit the amount of companies that I that I have in the portfolio at any time so that I could really think real hard about the companies that we own. But I, I like Zillow because they're building an amazing platform 
for the new way we're going to buy real estate or way that we're you know currently buying real estate and they have a solid like lead above a lot of the competitors um open door i really like open door as well um twilio it's changing the way that you communicate um uh with as a business with your customers because there's so many ways to communicate with your customers online whether it be you know whatsapp instagram facebook you know text message all this kind of stuff and so to simplify it, businesses need a simple way to communicate with all their customers wherever they're at because different people communicate in different places so twilio um is like where a lot of the you know new age tech companies are using and that stuff travels up to the bigger companies uh roblox if you have kids that are in the that are under 10 um you'll find that's the that's the facebook for for kids like the game system where they can build stuff have people come into their own worlds they can make money doing it like it, it's, a, it's a textbook platform company for making money and as those kids age up get older uh, or you know we become aware of it um, just like all the other platforms i think it's going to become even more profitable um so it's interesting docusign but i've been using docusign since i started on wealth management and so a lot of folks are, are not on it, but are getting on it because the pandemic forced a lot of companies to do it. So, so we have a long period of time of just documents going from physical signature to DocuSign. And I don't know any other company outside of DocuSign that people trust and will do it. I think DocuSign will be, uh, if it's not already, like it's already uh, like Coke. You know, people say people, people use the word Coke for soft drink or, you know, soda. Um, they're going to use DocuSign for electronic signature as like the word and so i think i think they have already won that that race disney believe it or not, i like i like disney for a lot of reasons they have the strongest ip on the planet and with this new nft marketplace and uh you know company companies like roblox or epic games who makes fortnite you know buying content like basically there's gonna be a lot of content and stuff built on the internet with characters and an important IP to, to, to make other prop to, to um, drive other people uh, onto platforms. Um, and so then you got to look at, all right, who has really, really strong IP and Disney has like when Disney owns Marvel, Disney owns Star Wars, you know, Disney owns the regular Disney characters. I mean, they, you know, anybody who wants to connect with people who, who love those brands are going to have to come through Disney. And you got more dollars going into uh, creating Fortnite-like platforms, Roblox-like platforms that need those characters um, um, over time. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm very bullish on Disney. Like I think Disney uh, and, and Disney is embracing technology um, and, and you know, with what they're doing. They're, it's, I don't really know the answer to this question, but I'm just thinking out loud. Like I think five years from now, people are going to be surprised at how fast Disney catches up to Netflix. Um, so let's let's keep watching. Um, DraftKings, you know, people already love gambling. It's the reason why most people are terrible investors. And so you mix sports with being able to gamble online on your favorite sports team, and all the technology is going to be built around making gambling uh, easier as as we progress to a society of where everybody's a quote-unquote investor um i like DraftKings, but again i like DraftKings because it plays on you know like the human emotions like humans are just terrible at best because they like gambling and so we're going to have a lot more people um gambling i think of it as man i can participate you know 
if I can buy shares in the Texas lottery, you know, they, they make money year in and year out consistently because people like gambling. Like this is a way to participate in that on a on a scaled way um, with DraftKings. So those are some things I like that I'm looking at. Um, I don't own, I don't own any of those uh, at the moment, but I like them. Looking at them, studying the industries, they fit my big picture macro opportunities uh, trend. Um, they they you know they just are attacking you know smaller market sizes than. And, and market size that I'm less convicted, market space that I'm less convicted on than the ones that we currently own. Um, so y'all enjoy your weekend. Uh, and until Monday, you know, have a good one.